Welcome to Change Out Loud, the podcast where change management intersects with everyday life. I'm Adnan Ali. And I'm Kara Sundar. Today we are talking about leading in a time of crisis. I know for many of us, we are facing uncertainty. We've got a lot going on in our world with the coronavirus and it's impacting different people globally around the world. So we want to talk today about how you can look within as a leader and you know provide that clarity and vision for your team to be able to continue working and not be brought down by the anxiety that this may cause. So Adnan, you like to say, even way before mm-hmm. this, never waste a crisis. Tell us what you mean when you say that. Yeah, so um, it's something that I've said since season one is uh, never waste a crisis, don't let a crisis go to waste. And, and what I really mean by that is really everything is a learning opportunity. So we're presented mm-hmm. with challenges as change leaders, as leaders of globally distributed teams, and we encounter challenges day in, day out. And, and really we should embrace those as learning opportunities that we can grow from and just really better our teams and how we're delivering value to our organizations. So that's what I mean when I say, you know, never let a crisis go to waste. And sometimes when we take a step back from our normal day-to-day challenges, you can see things in a totally new way. That's a unique opportunity Mm -hmm. that this provides as well. Um, You know, just don't don't let it go to waste. It's not business as usual. And if you have a leader who's saying, it's just business as usual, we're just going to be remote now, uh, it's really you're missing out on a big opportunity. So, Adnan, let's talk about if you are leading a team and you are feeling like you're a little bit lost. You know, how do I encourage this team not to get bogged down with anxiety? You know, I can say for myself, Mm -hmm. I'm here at home with three little kids. Uh, That's very unusual. All our schools are closed here in Florida for the next few weeks. I have a, a spouse who is also working from home who doesn't usually do so. So I'm feeling a little like my world is different and I understand yours is as well. Oh yeah, I mean, my world is very different. So I have this wristband here that syncs to my phone and tracks my locations and it'll be doing that for the next 14 days because while I was on a vacation, um, they instituted mandatory quarantines once I got back. So just out of the abundance of caution, they're requiring everyone to stay within the confines of their home, You know, work from home if you can, um, have all of your food and groceries delivered. And again, I share a space with my partner. And in Hong Kong, our apartments are small. So I'm living in a 450 square foot apartment filming this podcast recording while my partner's off to the side, you know, doing his work. So it's, it's a very unique situation that we find ourselves in today. And it's really the single largest remote working experiment in the history of humankind. And no one's written the book on this, right? This is something that we are figuring out as it happens. We're living it and essentially writing the book on how to navigate this. So um, it's okay not to have all the answers and to recognize that this is something that we'll have to figure out together. And, and that's perfectly Something you fine. said earlier was that it's going to look different for everyone too. And I think that's really great. important. Even if there was a book, it would only make sense for that particular case. <laughs> so what we want to offer today is kind of some key tenets of mm-hmm. leadership that are particularly applied to this situation. And if you can take these and digest them and use them for your company, then, you know, 
we think that should, that should work and how to lead, lead in a time of crisis. Um, so the first one is kind of a low hanging fruit, but we need to say it about mm -hmm. communication. Right. Cannot underscore this enough. Communication is so important because as a leader, you are going to be in meetings that other people don't have access to. So it may be that you, at, say you're an IT leader, mm -hmm. you're meeting with other C-suite individuals, you have a unique opportunity as the technical leader in this space, uh, but you're hearing what the other parts of the business are saying, what your leadership is saying, and if you forget to then turn around and translate that for the rank and file, as I will mm -hmm. call it, you know, kind of the end user population, those people are, are going to start making up their own truth. Totally. We talk about this all, all the, time, the time, you know, right? in the absence of information, people, people are going to come up with their rumors. Right. And in this time, they may be worried about your company's solvency. They may be worried, am I going to have a job? So communication is so important and recognizing that, you know, this is going to require some more compassion than on a day-to-day -day basis. So you, you may have somebody in a 400 square foot apartment with <laughs> not just a partner, but also two kids in totally. Hong Kong. Very real. Um, very, that's a reality. Very real. And so kind of having that compassion of people are going to start getting stressed out. You know, even if work were totally normal, just the change in the situation is hard. So looking into your emotional intelligence, <laughs> if I were in their situation, what would I need to hear from my leader? And it doesn't have to be everything. It can say we, do, we don't have all the answers, but here's what we're working on and here's what our goals are so critical right and we're tackling the problem so i you know what's exactly. been really helpful um is just to hear from senior leaders that we recognize that there is something very significant happening here and we have you know x y and z in our arsenal to figure this out and we are working diligently to figure this out we don't have all the answers to your point today but we're working on it just that message goes such a long way because it just lets people know that people are looking at this that they're not you know, it's not business as usual. And it's so right. important just to acknowledge that something is happening. It goes such a long way. Totally agree. And recognizing too, that you as an individual are also going through some of this. So um, I was reading an article, I'll, I'll find the source and post it, but um, they said that fight or flight, that natural response that we have when it comes to leadership it tends to look like abdication or blame. Mm. And that was so powerful to me because we see that on a national scale here in the US, you know, mm -hmm. different states are reacting differently uh, with their policies, different school systems are reacting differently. So, you know, if is there decisiveness, is there a clear setting of goals, even if it's we're just going to remain solvent, or is it, you know, starting to blame our national government? Is it starting to blame somebody else or just kind of stepping away and not doing anything? Yeah. Um, I think those are both temptations because they seem safer. But if we fast forward six months from now, you know, what's actually going to be more productive is, is making hard decisions, communicating more vulnerably, being more open. And so look, take a minute to look within yourself and decide, you know, is there something I need to do to stay in a safe healthy, resilient place to be able to model that for my people, it's, it's just going to go so far. Something that works really well is thinking about the goal and being solutions oriented. So yes. 
rather than blaming, abdicating, you know, um, feeling like you're at fault and not doing enough, think about really what the end goal is. So what mm -hmm. is the, the goal that you're trying to reach and working towards that goal? I think sometimes in stressful situations, as leaders, we may lose sight of the goal because we're so in the weeds of figuring out you know, the minutia, and we lose sight of, well, what were we doing in the first place? So be very clear on what your goals and your objectives are and um, work towards those goals. And that'll help, I think, be your North Star to whatever it is that you're seeking to do. And, and if you do find that there's a lot of spin in the day-to-day, -day, again, just reorient to your goal. And maybe it's the goal isn't the right goal, and that needs to be um, repositioned. Because again, this is something that's developing, you know, hourly, it seems. So you may have to, to, to pivot from the original goal that you had outlined, but you know, really, what is the goal that you're trying to achieve and work towards a solution with your team? Um, you know, I, I think an important area and an opportunity for many of us who are globally distributed is we have worked in this way in, for many years in some cases, and we've kind of figured out what works well and what doesn't. This is a very heightened situation and a scenario of that. But really, you know, globally distributed teams, we work virtually, we do the digital handoffs, we check in regularly with one another on how are things on the ground where you are, and how does that affect production and day-to-day -day work. If you think about it, as globally distributed or even distributed within the same country, um, you're, you're very well positioned to tackle this. You have what it takes within your arsenal, your toolkit to really be successful with this. So let's not forget that. Yeah, and the collaboration opportunities, mm -hmm. you know, reaching across what might be traditional silos. I'm thinking particularly in the technical space, mm -hmm. you know, using this opportunity as a, a way to really elevate your team, not just as, oh, they're the, the IT guys in the back that handle all the stuff we don't care about. <laughs> but I mean, this is really an opportunity for you to step up, collaborate with those leaders within your group, the security guys, the risk, I say guys, people, risk people, um, you know, the, the people who control the VPN mm. and need to make sure that it's, you know, working properly. Um, what new tools do you need to add right now to make this successful? What new security measures do you need to take to make sure that people don't, you know, open up your data right. to, to a party they shouldn't. So it, this is really a unique opportunity and kind of goes to my point of this is an opportunity. So as much as it is, as it is a challenge, right. you know, in, and we have a natural human way of reacting to challenge and that's healthy and normal. But as a leader, if you can step back and begin to think proactively, like we were talking about, might need to pivot, but what's our most North Star? Um, taking a step back and saying, how can we collaborate better? How can we innovate? What mm -hmm. can we do more efficiently? What were we working on that really wasn't that important so right. that we can focus more on that ultimate goal that we have? This is really an opportunity. And so it's very exciting uh, if you can get kind of past that fight or flight, like I'm, I'm just scared about what's going to happen in the future and set that leadership showing compassion, being decisive and clear for your team. And I read a great quote about uh, building trust and consistency. Mm -hmm. I think that's how being consistent and building that trust, that equals integrity. And so if you are able to be a leader that leads with integrity and has built that workforce that actually trusts your leadership, you are just going to go gangbusters when things are back in place and it is business as usual. Right. And people will remember. People will yes, they remember totally will. 
how you handled this, you know, very difficult and new situation that you found yourselves in. So it's really an opportunity to show up and, and your people will recognize that and remember it once, you know, we've come on the other end of, of this situation. That's right. Mm -hmm. So Adnan, we were talking a little bit about some more technical points. Mm -hmm. You know, what can we be doing in technology to really spearhead um, our, our contribution to the new way of working? Let's right. hear those points. Well, I think an important part of it will be just to educate the workforce on, on what can be done remotely mm -hmm. and, and, and what's required. So I'll give you an example of one. Um, VPN networks, so the ability to sign in remotely um, with your work laptop or work systems virtually, um, they were never designed for this many people, right? It was always a small fraction of your workforce needs to log in remotely outside of the office. You know, we have the capabilities to support that. So what we're finding in terms of just people I've talked to on the ground is VPNs have been very unreliable. You know, you cannot have video conversations if you're logged into the VPN because you may have 100,000 people logging in to the network and it's crushing productivity. So um, some organizations leverage cloud-based solutions like Microsoft Teams and Zoom and, and even Skype and you don't need to be on a VPN to operate those. So something as simple as letting your workforce know that you don't have to be on VPN to run many of your meetings and they are secure, um, be sure to communicate that because not everyone knows. Or, or if email is cloud-based, you don't need a VPN to access a cloud-based email server necessarily. So really what needs, what would you need a VPN for versus what you don't need VPN for? Just something like that would be a, a critical um, thing to communicate outwards to your organizations who are all logging in remotely and using these systems and servers that were just not designed for the number of people that are joining today. Um, the other thing I would uh, just do is listen to your people. So again, this is a learning opportunity and many of us are leveraging video conferencing, not for work, but also to communicate with family members. Many of our family members are in vulnerable populations, they may be elderly, you may not be able to meet with them face to face, that's not the best thing to do in light of, of the virus. And we're using new tools, right? We're using fun new tools. I think there's tools where you can have, you know, parties within different houses virtually. And there's just some really great um, collaboration tools that are out there. Um, so be sure to tap into what you're doing outside of work, because you may find that there's a really great tool out there that you can bring into your organization. So, um, you know, tap the workforce that you have and really understand what they're using to communicate with one another, because many times they may not even be on your radar. So mm -hmm. uh, again, uh, tap into that workforce that you have. So, so I think those would be two um, critical things. Uh, the first one being just, what do you need to get started in terms of working remotely? to do this effectively and then listening to your workforce on just how to make that more productive. Are there other tools, solutions, uh, mechanisms to facilitate this new way of working and collaborating? I love it. <clears throat> you know, we have the upper hand as change leaders <laughs> in this space. You know, to me, I can step back and view this just like any other change. Mm -hmm. People are uncomfortable. They're worried about the future. They don't know if their job is secure, um, but it looks different than, say, introducing one new tool they need to use in a new process. 
um, this, is, this is where the opportunity really comes in for that sponsor of this change, right. <laughs> which unfortunately is you. You've been told that you get to sponsor this difficult change. Uh, but, you know, really taking a step back, taking care of yourself, taking mm -hmm. care of your people, being compassionate, showing that emotional intelligence, leaning into your strengths. We talk about that mm -hmm. a lot too. What are the strengths that you can, can go back to and, and really bring something special to the surface. And if you know you have a gap, bringing other people in who can compliment you. Um, in a way, this kind of goes back to basics, as scary and uncertain as this time is. But, you know, we have trust in our change leaders that we can really help our leaders to, to do the right thing. And we are so excited to partner with the Change Nerd community and continue this conversation because I really want to hear what is going on in your work world? Mm -hmm. What are you hearing? What are your challenges? What are your pain points? If there is something we haven't covered today that you think leaders need to know, we would love to hear about that. So log on to the Change in Our Community, uh, continue the conversation, and we'd love to hear from you. Mm -hmm.